Hello, and welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled, family-focused church that's in Lakeville, Minnesota. In a moment, you'll be able to hear a sermon from one of our pastors. We hope that you enjoy and grow closer to God through these messages. And now, for a sermon from Pastor Vicente Perez. Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate it. Yes, it is so good to be back home. This is home. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Do you guys have a nice Thanksgiving weekend? And special greetings to those who are watching online right now. You are a part of our church family, and it is a blessing and honor that you open the doors wherever you are. And you let us in today. Next time, just be with, with us if you can. We'd love to have you in person. All right. Today, as we're basically closing this month of missions, I want to talk about Celebration's heart for missions, our heart for missions. And you would say, wait a minute. Why are we talking about missions still? With all this Christmas decorations, the trees. By the way, doesn't it look wonderful up there? How about that lobby? And decorations, wow, that's phenomenal. Well, I would argue that we're about to celebrate the coming of the Lord. We're about to celebrate who I believe is the greatest missionary of all. After all, Jesus came here with a mission, and he actually fulfilled, and he's still fulfilling his mission through us. So, welcome again. Would you please stand to your feet, if you can? And let's read together the Word of God, which we have read actually in this series, series Until the End of the Earth. But we're going to read it again because we want the Lord to seal this in our hearts. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. And it reads like this. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, Father, today we ask once again that you seal this truth The truth of your heart for missions, let it be our heart for missions in this house, in each one of us. We trust that your Holy Spirit, through the power that you've given us, will continue to alert us, to move us forward, to really have a heart that beats for what beats in yours, which is missions and bringing your gospel to the ends of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. All right. Now, it's been said, actually, in this pulpit, from this pulpit, that God is a missionary God, that the Bible is a missionary book, that the gospel is a missionary message, and, of course, that the church is a missionary institution, and that's no different for us here at Celebration Church. There are three words that we use here at Celebration, not just Celebration, but, you know, with Assemblies of God Worldwide, and these three words are pray, send, go. So would you please repeat after me? Pray, send, go. 
All right. And that takes us right to your notes sheet. First point, pray. Pray. And the Bible once again reads in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. There's a significance in this. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them. They went to the mountain. Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Nothing, really nothing starts for us, believers of Jesus, without prayer. Not even for Jesus as he is commissioning his disciples, his followers, to go around the world to spread the good news of the gospel. Jesus asked them to come to the mountain to worship him. And then he came and met with them. And this really is an example, is what happens when we pray to God. He invites us to meet with him. Then he shows up. He comes and meet with us. We have fellowship. And our response is obviously worship to him, to our only and true God. And that's what prayer is all about. Now, let me just clarify because the scripture that says that some doubted. What do I mean some doubted? Well, this comes from a word that is distazo. But this word doesn't mean unbelief. It's not like they doubted that he was the Lord. It's just they were hesitating. They were seeing the Lord, some of them for the first time, after his resurrection. So they were like, is this the Lord Jesus? Now the good news for you and me is that we don't need to doubt. We don't have to doubt because the Holy Spirit gives testimony of the presence of God every time you want to meet with him, every time you want to talk to him, every time you want to hear from him. So out of prayer, he reminds them that he's going to ask them something important. He calls them to his presence. He meets with them. And he says, I'm going to tell you something that is very critical. In fact, he says, it comes from this. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's what he said. And this statement or revelation of this authority, his authority, tells that that what he's about to ask the disciples and the followers is something that has the highest level of importance. It's an action that requires also the highest level of authority. Imagine that the one with all the power on heaven and earth is commissioning not just the disciples, but commissioning you and me as we are also disciples and followers of Jesus. He's ordering us to do something. He's not suggesting. He's not saying, this is a great idea. You know, why don't you just consider, you know, pray about this. No. He says, I'm going to commission you. I'm going to order you. I'm going to tell you that as my follower, you ought to do the following. Go everywhere. Talk to everyone. Baptize every single person and teach them. Tell them to follow my orders as we, by doing so, follow his orders. Now, do you understand the level of importance Jesus has for missions? This is not something casual for him. This is not just, hey, you know, now you're safe, so let's see, what can I ask you to do? No, no, no. 
He places the highest level of importance because he is telling us that he has the highest authority for us to not just think and talk about missions, but to be missions, to do missions. This is important for him. And if it is important for him, it's important for you and I. And he says, everything starts in prayer. Prayer for what? Well, we pray for the harvest. We pray for the workers. We pray for the advancement of the gospel. We pray and we pray and we pray. And we are a church that prays. And it should be, and it is, I believe, in our hearts. Prayer. Prayer is the essence. One of our biggest pillars here in this church. We are a praying church. Jesus invites us to pray. So our heart for missions begins, yes, with prayer. But number two, it also involves sending. He says, send. Look in, in verse 19. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, it's very clear that not a single person can go all around the world and talk to every single person and share the gospel. It's impossible for just one person, man or woman, to do so. And that's why we know that we need people who send and we need people who go. So, Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. What did he mean by all nations? Clearly, not all nations that exist today existed back then 2,000 years ago. But Jesus was very careful at using the right term. Now, we certainly translate nations, and we believe nations of the world today. But what he was talking about is the ta-ethne, which means all ethnic groups, all ethnic people. And we call that people groups. People groups. A people group is a group of individuals who have many things in common, such as history, language, identity, beliefs. Now, if we want to understand this, and this is just a reminder, we've talked about this before, but if we want to take the example of Celebration Church, we can say that here there are a number of people groups. For instance, this morning at 9, Francophone, they were meeting upstairs speaking in French. That's a people group. Right now, upstairs, we have Celebration Español. They're speaking in Spanish. They are a people's group. Some person got excited there. And my question is, what is he doing here, not up there? So, but also we can think of our deaf ministry. That's a people group. And if we think about the rest of you folks, the English-speaking people, the English congregation, we could also subdivide that into people groups. For instance, we have the kids, we have the youth, young adults, we have the seniors, etc. So that gives you an example of what a people group is. But thinking in the real world, there are close to, the number is 195, but there are close to 200 nations, recognized nations worldwide. What's the population of the world? Shout it. <laughs> All right, they like to round up. Uh, 8 million, they say. It's about 8 million. It's 7.9 billion. 7.9 billion. Imagine that. 7.9 billion people. Now, if we take all the people in the world today, we can group them into people's group. Again, they share identity, history, belief, language, whatever. 
And we come up with 17,400 people groups around the world. 17,400. Here's the good news. 10,000 of those people groups have been reached with the gospel of Christ. And that makes about 60% of the population. That's phenomenal. But we also need to look at the other side. And the other side is that 7,400 of those people groups, 7,400 have not been reached with the gospel. That tells us that 3.3 billion, this number is incredible, 3.3 billion with a B, as in boy, 3.3 billion have not been reached for the gospel. And that's where we come up with a 42% of people in the world that have not been reached. Now, what is really an unreached people group? An unreached people group is a group where two or less percent of the population are evangelical Christians, are believers, two percent, which really means that out of a hundred people, two who are evangelical Christians are charged with sharing the gospel and making disciples of the other 98. All right? Is that clear? All right. Let's take an example. There is something happening in the world that is uniting the world. I don't know how much America is united here, but it's a sports event. What is it? Football. Football. All right. Yes, soccer. The World Cup. The World Cup every four years. Where is the World Cup being hosted at? Qatar. All right. Wow. This morning, people are like, Qatar? Where is that? So Qatar is a small country in the Arabian Peninsula. All right. A very, very beautiful country with a population of only 2.6 million people. That's a small country, 2.6 million people. Now, here it is. When it comes to people's groups, and the reach that we have out there. Only 0.86% are evangelical Christians. That makes it for about 20,000 people in Qatar. Of the 2.6, 20,000 people are Christians. And you would say, wow, that's a mighty force. 20,000 people, right? But the reality is that the percentage is so low that it really demands one person, we cannot say one person per 100, but almost one person per 200. One individual is in charge of spreading the gospel to the rest. And you may say, well, you know, that's possible. You know, you get on a mic and people, no, that's not how it works. And to give you an idea of how maybe challenging this is, we take the United States. All right. So, the United States, what do you think is the percentage of Christians here in the United States? Huh? 50. Let's throw numbers. 30, 60, whatever. All right, officially, 76% of the population in America, they consider themselves Christians or believers of Jesus. I do believe the number is lower, but let's go with the stats. That means that for every 100 People here in America, we have 76 that could share the gospel with the remaining, with the remaining 24. This is the year 2022, and we still have 16 million people in our country 
who have not heard the gospel of Jesus. And that to me is incredible. In our very own United States of America, 16 million people need to hear the gospel. So we could do better, church. We ought to do better. All right. But now, how do we do that? And we just, you know, we got to learn to do this. No, no, no. It's actually, it's actually very simple. Because the Lord told us how we were going to go about it. And in Acts 1.8, you know this. Acts 1.8, he says, you will receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Power for what? To be witness, to testify, to bring our testimony, to tell others what God has done in us and through us. Jesus did not leave anyone out, and he has promised the Holy Spirit to those who ask for it. And the local church really is the place where missionaries are born. Do we have any missionaries here in the house? Raise your hand. Oh, look at, look at these guys. All right. Very good. Are we talking short term or long term? Raise your hand. Oh, I see one long term back there. Awesome. The church is the place where people may experience what missions is all about through short-term trips. But for many, and we trust and we pray it will be for many here in this house, it will be a long-term missions calling. We need to go to the nations of the world. And how do we do that? It's just through the power we received from the Holy Spirit. So we're called, all, we're called to pray for missions. This call is equal for everyone. We pray for missions. And some people are called to send missionaries. Some people are called to go. Or some people are called to both. Even better, to both. Now, in order to send people, or let me say it this way, Sending requires funding. Would you agree with that? Sending requires funding. All right? And I know here at Celebration, we don't manipulate, we don't force, we don't who force you to share your finances. Right? Right? Why don't we do that? Why is it that we don't put pressure on you? Why? It's very simple. Because it is not us who are doing the, we're doing the asking, but it's not us, it's not our idea, it's not our purpose, it's not our thought, it's not our, no, it is God, the one who has called each one of you and me to fulfill his great commission, which does include praying for it, does include sending, funding, does include sometimes going. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, said the Lord. So, today, I am asking, under the authority of the Lord, I am asking that you, in prayer, make a decision. Whether it's a decision to send, which involves funds, your money, or go, consider going to a short-term short -term trip or a long-term calling. Now, this is a matter of 
obedience. Not obedience to me, not obedience to Pastor Derek, obedience to God. And if you have an issue with that, deal with the Lord. He, he's not scared um, for you to bring, you know, whatever disagreement you have. Deal with him. But we are to do the asking. And I make no apologies for this. I'm asking you today to consider that. It's a matter of faith. A matter of faith. And last time I checked, this church is a faith-filled church. Right? Well, let's put that faith into action. Let's move it. All right. By faith, I'm asking you to really commit to missions. Commit to kingdom builders. Commit to sending. In essence, commit to giving. Thank you for the one who said, yes, I can count on you. Now, this is really, in essence, very simple. I'm not good at math, but just think of this. If 10 of you, and we have more than 10 people here, if 10 of you were to give $10 a month starting in January, we could add one more missionary to the 40, 40 missionaries we currently support. And that would be phenomenal. Now imagine if 100 of you, and we have more than 100 here, were to do the same thing. How many missionaries could we add? 10. <laughs> I, I, I also had to think about it. Let me think. One, yes, 10 missionaries. But you know, you know math better than I do. The exponential possibility is tremendous. It's tremendous. So we need to consider that. Because who's asking? Pastor Vicente? No, the Lord is asking. Amen. I like your amen there. So, some of you are familiar with this card. If you cannot see it, that's, that's cool, no problem. During Taste of Nations, three weeks ago, we passed these cards. Some of you returned the cards. Some of you still have it. I'm going to give you the opportunity now, today, that we close this series of missions. We close the month of November. If you go to the Welcome Center, I will be there at the end of the service. Grab one of these cards. Fill it out right there and turn it in. Some people have. In the morning, you know, one person came and turned it in and said, Hey, I guess I'll just skip maybe a couple of Starbucks coffee. Now, I know I'm touching the core of who you are by talking about this, but I can tell you that Starbucks company could possibly survive if you drink one or less two coffees a month. The question is, can somebody survive without Jesus? I mean, that's really, you say, well, that's a hard comparison, but that is the comparison that it is. So... At the end of the service, just go grab one of these cards and ask the Lord. Because we first pray. Ask the Lord what you can do. And by the way, this is above and beyond. Because you're thinking, okay, now it's only 10 bucks. No, no, no. This is above and beyond the tithe that you bring that are not yours. Are his. We don't touch those. And the regular offerings. But really, 10 bucks. We can change the world. We're called to change the world, folks. All right, now, two weeks ago, I could say we went. No, actually, you sent us, Celebration sent us. Sent who? Well, through your prayers, through your financial support, and a group of 11 committed people from this church, we decided to go to Colombia. And today, we would like to share some of the experiences we got there. Would you please take a look at this video? 
All right. 11 of us join our local missionary in Colombia, Jimmy Sousa, who then went to this beautiful island of San Andres, and it was a phenomenal trip. And uh, I have 10 of the uh, 11 people that were able to go with us, and I would like for them to share real quick. Come over here, uh, Levi. Uh, just less than a minute, right? Okay, we'll see. All right, so what happened? What this trip meant for you? Uh, so this, this trip, it really made me rely on God. Um, that's kind of the theme of this entire trip for me in this past you know, season of my life. Um, my wife Amber and I, we wanted to go on a mission trip for a while now, and um, Amber's like, let's do it. And I was like, all right, well, let's do it. I don't speak Spanish, and I'm a little nervous about the danger, if there's danger there. So I was very hesitant, but I just stepped forward, and I said, let's go. Let's do it. And um, God really stretched me. Um, he called me into situations where I wouldn't have put myself personally, and he was able to use me. Um, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. I did not have any understanding because I don't speak Spanish. Luckily, we had Vicente and a couple others to uh, translate, but sometimes we didn't. And so praying with some of these people in English when they don't understand you was something I had did, and they, they understood me through the Holy Spirit, you know, whether or not it was the words I was saying or what he was doing through me in, in them. And, uh, you know, we were able to kind of kick off their men's ministry that they had never done before and just rub shoulders with those guys um, at the football, soccer stadium. We were able to give our testimonies. Um, and so be able to be used by God even when I felt like I wasn't, you know, who am I to be used. And so God really worked through me in that. And, you know, um, Thessalonians 5, 24, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. That is what came to mind. Thank you so much, Levi. I appreciate. And he was baptized, uh, not in water, but what bapti I'm talking about Levi, and now his name is Levi. <laughs> Levi. But you were water baptized, right? All right, tell us your name and what happened. My name is Jay, and on the missions trip, I um, prayed to have like an open heart for people and to love on people there. And when we went to the schools, um, we... We did our testimonies, we did human videos, and we um, asked questions. And there was one student that stuck out to me when we were um, doing our human videos and um, asking questions because there was a topic that related with him, and I feel like that touched him and might have brought some more interest in, in Christ with him. And throughout this whole trip, it like stretched me a lot um, with giving my testimony. I was was really nervous on sharing with that, and God stretched me in that, and also with like. Um, being able to be open with this team and with being baptized, I, um, when I was little, I, I was baptized actually with Pastor Vicente here and um, it was when um, I was still living in sin and on this trip, I prayed about it and I said, I want to be baptized again, but as a Christian. All right, thank you so much. Jay, he was baptized in high waters. The waters were moving. So was the spirit of the Lord. All right, Penny, come on. Uh, okay, my name is Penny, and uh, I try not to have too many expectations before I go on a trip because every single trip is different. This was my 20th mission trip, and a lot of times when we go, we're it. Like the church is pallets with a tarp, and we bring everything, and, and we can bring a lot of stuff for them. And I'm, I was a little bit nervous because it's like, I, they have a YouTube channel. 
and, and they're technologically advanced and they look kind of affluent. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what are we going to bring to them? What we brought was a hunger for the Holy Spirit, to see the Holy Spirit moving. They had, they had dancers, and, and a lot of them were little girls. And you could just feel the Spirit moving through them. And I, they allowed me to teach their Sunday school class. And uh, I taught about the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit separate from the fruits of the Spirit. And how if, if we get a gift and we just set it aside and we never use it, that it's, we didn't really even take the gift. And, and there were words of wisdom and speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues and visions. But the, the best the b- gift that God gave me, the biggest gift, was the gift of faith. Because this world is just off the rails and going the wrong direction. And, but we know that God's in charge. And so I am going to endeavor to press in and get closer. And if you ever have an opportunity to do this, do it. It will change your life. You can't come back here and be the same. Thank you so much, Penny. 20 trips. At this point, I'm thinking it's better if we just ship you somewhere and keep you there. But all right. So what did people call you there? You are not Jeremy. You were? Jeremias. Jeremias. All right. Tell us about what went on. So coming into this trip, I did have two expectations. And one of them was to be a blessing to them, and another one was for my relationship with God to grow. And I'm happy to report that both happened. So um, we had a big Friday night last week, and uh, it started off with Pastor Vicente having a sermon on the Holy Spirit. It kind of paved the way for the rest of the night, and uh, we we were called up for prayer at the end of the service. Uh, suffice it to say, we didn't get out on time at church. That <laughs> we were there, we kept them open for another hour. And uh, there was a part that really touched me while we were up there for prayer. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of prophetic words coming everywhere. And, and uh, after I had gotten done praying for this woman, I looked down and I seen the whole team was, was praying for these people. And every single one of them they were praying with, they were down in tears. And it, it touched me. My relationship with God grew. And I would just encourage any of you that wanted to go on one of these missions, if you want to strengthen your relationship with God, this is the way to go. Thank you so much, Jeremias. Jeremias, yes. The local pastor said, you either leave now or there is no dinner tonight. We packed and left. So, all right, Amanda. Hello, my name is Amanda, and this is the first time that I have went on a missions trip. Before we left, I was a little nervous because um, the last time I went somewhere and somebody else was in charge, it didn't go well. So I was really nervous, uh, but God told me to take heart knowing that Vicente was going with us. Um, there was a day that we went into the women's prison, and when we walked in, before we even introduced ourselves, I was seeing like paragraphs of things in my mind that needed to go to this one specific lady. And so Catherine interpreted for me. We had to stop quite a few times. It was just really overwhelming, the amount of things that the Lord was trying to share with her. Um, And we had visions for multiple people in there. And some of them uh, were other people that said, like, no, that's not true about her. And the lady's like, yeah, I just never shared that with anybody before. But it was, like, specifically for this lady. So it was super, super powerful. It was like the Lord was just dumping buckets of the Holy Spirit out. There's multiple times where uh, we were flowing in the power of the Holy Spirit multiple times throughout there. And um, I'm definitely going to go on another missions trip again. I feel like this... 
uh, definitely helped me to be more bold with speaking out what the Lord says to me and um, the visions that he gives to me. Thank you, Amanda. I, I, I need to report that every single member of the team was prophesying over people. So the gift of prophecy that the Lord has told for this church that he's trying to activate in all of us, this is not just for a few or for those who go, for every single one of us, is active, is well, and will continue to grow here in celebration. Come on up. Now, his name is Joel, but not, no, don't be fooled. His name is Joel. I've been coming to celebration since January, and I've seen uh, the list for the Colombian trip in March, and so I signed up for it. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit led me to, to do that. And during this trip, I learned that the Holy Spirit gives us all gifts. I didn't know that before, and I felt these gifts on this trip, especially at the men's prison. Uh, it actually was raining while we were giving testimonies and praying for these prisoners, and I felt the uh, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit coming upon us in that rain. And all these men uh, at the end were giving their lives to Jesus in their prayer. Thank you. Two hundred men, thirty-two women, and they all yes, amen. Come on, Jesus. They were all said the sinner's prayer, every one of them. Amber. Um before I went on this trip, I've never been on a mission trip, so I didn't know what to expect, um, and I was just really excited. I was excited to see what um, God had in store for us, and um, I did have a little bit of nerves, but I was more excited. Um, but one thing that I actually stood out to me that I feel called to like talk about now, and you kind of prompted that, um, was we were in the women's ministry, and we were praying over the women. Um, and my heart was so touched for these ladies. And I was speaking to one, and I was praying for her, and I didn't have a translator. Um, and I had a full conversation with her. I can tell you her kids' names. I can tell you about her life back home. Um, and come to find out after we left the trip that she wasn't able to even speak English. So you could just definitely see the Holy Spirit working in so many powerful and impactful ways. Um, my life has forever changed. My heart is broken for what breaks God, and I'm excited to see um, what he's doing in my heart and see where it takes me. Thank you, so much. Thank you Amber. You all know Will? You better know Will. Cause, uh, <laughs> Will, what happened there? Um, <clears throat> my name is Will. Excuse me. Um, so... I had been praying about this trip for uh, many months, if the Lord wanted me to go or not, and it was actually the first official meeting of the trip uh, just a few weeks before we left, um, when they were actually paying for the tickets that the Holy Spirit told me, be prepared to go. And so I had to trust in the Lord to get the time off of work and things. Um, I didn't mention it Defense Sente at the time, till now. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a good trip. Um, I had a lot of opportunities to pray for uh, some people in the prison and at the church. And one of the nights, uh, particularly, we had some uh, street outreach, and we were praying for some people in the crowd afterwards. 
And uh, we were, uh, Vicente and I were actually praying for a couple, and the Lord was showing me uh, actually this vision of, it was like a padlock between the couple, and God was uh, giving me this word for them that they had, um, that God was acknowledging their commitment to each other, um, that they've been committed to each other for a long time, but that it's gripped the heart of God um, that they had even become more firmly committed um, and locked together. Uh, that's what he was showing me is that they had recently become locked together. And it turned out that um, they had actually been together for many years, but had just recently uh, become married. And so I've uh, been trusting God uh, for fruitfulness um, for the people we've been praying for on this trip. And so be prepared to go. Uh, hang on and don't let go. Um, you know, and you'll overcome the waves. You'll overcome any obstacles because God's word does not return void. Thank you. Thank you so much, Will. And I, I tell you what, all our faith was increased, and each one of us, because we saw what God does. We didn't just talk or just went. We actually were vehicles in the hands of the Creator, and the Holy Spirit just showed up in such mighty ways, simply because we obeyed and we say yes. So, all right, we got the last one here. Catherine from Español. They're very excited, I see. <laughs> yes, I had to speak a lot of Espanol on this trip, actually. Um, I did some interpreting, and it was super cool to uh, work with all of them, but uh, mostly Amanda and Will. And in that moment, when I was hearing them prophetically give words to people, God solidified in me that he wants to do the same thing in me. So praise God, um, giving up fear for the authority that God has given me in order to do the same thing. So it was amazing to do that on this trip. And actually, God was equipping me before I went on the trip. Um, I work in public housing, so he was testing me along the way. So having faith that he was going to do um, the same thing on this trip. And so um, one thing that I am taking away is blessed are the flexible because they are not going to be bent out of shape. Uh, <laughs> that is one of the biggest tests that I had because I'm a planned person. So, But the Holy Spirit worked in so many ways and just surrendering God in every moment and every day that we were there. So um, I'm going to go on another missions trip at some point and I'm going to you know, give my money to... Uh, people that are already out there doing the job. So it was amazing. Thank you so much, Catherine. That's great. The Holy Spirit is good, and he really wants to empower us, each one of us, to do the work that he has called us to do. So as a church, our heart, our heart for missions is to pray, is to position ourselves to send, to be able to send folks out there, and number three, it is also to go, is to go. And uh, in verse 16 in our scripture today, Jesus had told them to go. Verse 19, therefore, go. 
Go is a theme of the Bible. There are many goes in the Bible. So we better start listening and we better start going. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Some of the greatest testimonies that people have in their lives to share in their families, with friends, with others, are birthed out of these short-term short, uh, short trips and, of course, long-term trips as well. So whether uh, the Lord is calling you to go across the street or to go across the nation or to go across the pond, God is calling people. God is calling people. And I do believe that we are one of those churches that will be known. We're already known. We do phenomenal here at Celebration with Kingdom Builders, honestly. But uh, we are poised to be one of the leader church, leading churches here in the Twin Cities to show that heart for missions to everyone else. This year, as we restarted the going after the uh, COVID um, pandemic, we have had life-changing experiences here at Celebration with our virtual trips to Morocco and to Turkey and our in-person trips to Colorado and, of course, to Colombia. God is in the move. And uh, some of you who may have been here in the Taste of Nations three weeks ago heard the uh, the plans that we have, the trips that we are offering for next year and early 2024. And if you allow me, I would like to show that again, to invite you again to start really planning, to start saving, and to really make a decision with God's help, with God's uh, guidance to commit to one of these trips. So if you could please take a look at the screen. In March 2023, we're going to Cuba. See beyond the history books and connect with local Christians who are part of a thriving house church movement despite an anti-religion government. You will be inspired as you worship and serve alongside a people group who has endured so much because of their faith. And of course, we will visit the world-famous Havana, plus other surrounding cities. At a cost of about $1,500, all included, let us be the first ones to say, Bienvenido a Cuba. Welcome to Cuba. June 2023, come with me to China. This is a virtual trip you do not want to miss. Let us join local missionaries with more than three decades experience in Southern China. And while we learn about the local sights and sounds, we will in person experience a Buddhist temple in the Twin Cities, meet with Chinese students, hear their stories and their beliefs, attend a simulated Chinese house church and learn why thousands of Chinese meet in secret. And we will have dinner with in-town missionaries to hear some of their many stories, 
among other activities. For about $200, learn and be a part of what God is doing in intriguing China. Celebration. Huan Yin Tai Chao Yun Ku Wu. Welcome to China. In early October 2023, join us in Kazakhstan. One of the largest countries in the world, strategically located in Central Asia and with a population of 70% Muslim and 26% Russian Orthodox, this land is in need of the gospel. Come and see Kazakhstan's incredible history and culture, the beauty and richness of its land, and why it is called the land of free spirits. At a cost between $2,500 and $3,000, airfare dependent and all included, explore this beautiful nation. Perhaps the closest we might get to countries like Russia or China. So let us say to you, Marhabat, welcome to Kazakhstan. Many of you have been asking about it, so here it is. We're going to Israel. Join Pastors Derek and Dana in this life-changing trip to the Holy Land. In early 2024, get ready to experience the place where the Bible comes alive. See, hear, walk, touch all the places our Bible heroes call home. And of course, be a part of the journey Jesus experienced over 2,000 years ago. At a cost of about $3,500 plus airfare, let your senses, your spirit, and your understanding seal the truth of this book in your life. So start planning, start saving, and start preparing to see Israel in 2024. Celebration, Baruch Haba Israel. Welcome to Israel. Something new you can learn from me is that I speak so many languages that I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Who's ready to come with me to all four countries? Amen. Amen. All right. So, yes, we pray, we send, we go. This is how we, as celebration, respond to God's calling, to Jesus' calling in Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Let us pray. 
Father, we, uh, we thank you, Papa. You're a good God. And your plans for us and for everyone around the world are so good. And you have trusted us. You want to trust us in bringing your news to many of them. Whether it's in our Jerusalem or Samaria or Judea, to the ends of the earth. Father, today we want to commit a yes to that calling. We ask you for a strategic move here at Celebration to understand, to obey, and to exceed your commission, your son's commission, stated in Matthew 28, to go to the world and bring the good news of you, Papa, of your son, Jesus, and the wonderful Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you learned something from this message and are able to apply it to your life. If you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or for the 10th time, please reach out to us on Facebook or email us at info at celebrationchurch.net. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week.